It's time for another episode of the Cultural Hall. And yeah, you I know you're thinking, man, is he ever going to interview anyone ever again? News after news after news after news after news after news. There's a lot of news. We got to catch up. And, uh, you know, today, no exception, more news. Mr. Mayor, welcome. Howdy. Uh, part of this episode also will be a hear him. A hear him. Hear him. Uh yeah, you said the other day that there's emails. I'm interested to know what those Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Are. I've got a couple emails about you in particular. Yeah. That's coming up. I, w- I want to know if it's okay. You can always email us, contact at theculturalhall.com. So we've got a hear him alliteration. We've also got the temple ticker coming up in the third block. Uh, where Yeah, I don't have to do the ending. Yeah. <laughs> and you're looking forward to news about temples in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, but also you don't have to do the ending of That's the show, right. uh, where we talk about uh, that that trickster, President Nelson. So look forward to that coming up in the... President uh, Nelson, Loki, similar? Uh, <laughs> I don't think people would take kindly to me comparing I'll, Loki I'll, and President yeah, Nelson. I'll so let you I'll make that comparison. That. And the I'm not really is, making that no, comparison. No, it's fine. You've made it. It's too late. <laughs> And that email is contact at theculturalhall.com. <laughs> Send it right to me and yeah. he'll forward them right to my yeah. email box. Uh, okay, so a couple. First one uh, from, let me find it, Sandy Abel. She says, I loved the hear him segment. A thought that I had with the new hymn book eventually coming out is that it would be cool to highlight the stories of the new hymns. Obviously, that's a long game as who knows when that hymn book will be released. That's for all the work. Uh, let's see. That's for all the work. Oh, I think it's supposed to be thanks. Thanks for all the work your team of friends do. She says that's my guess is it's an autocorrect. Awesome. That's for all Happy the work to do. All the new hymns as well as the old ones. That'd be yeah. Fun. Well, and I think once we move into the new hymns that we don't know anything about. Yep. I I think I'm going to insist that you go that way. Uh. Hold on. Apparently, I have opened up an app on my phone or on my computer that I did not want to. There we go. And then the other email is this. This is from Patricia Lee. She's talking about the last time you were on uh, Articles of News and we talked about plagiarism. Ah, okay. Uh, Patricia Lee says, I think Andrew's assessment of the situation, that being uh, plagiarism slash David Bednar, uh, Elder Bednar, uh, the talking conference, John Reed, that whole thing. She says, I think Andrew's assessment of the situation hit the nail on the head. Man, I I don't always get that. I love it when I hit the nail on the head. Yeah. If you want, if you want me to uh, forward this to you so you can show to your wife that you were right one time, I will... (laughs) It, it'll be it'll be a drop in the bucket against hers being yeah, right. so yeah. I won't it matter. Uh, she says I know that I will be much more careful in future talks now Trish so that's a couple emails contact at the culturalhall.com is the email if you ever want to get in touch with us know that if you share that with us that it's very possible that we may share it here on the show um love it if you would it would email us great great to have those things it also lets us feel like um you know people are listening when we say hey email us and then someone sends an email it's like oh there is i mean we see numbers there's thousands of people that's not an exaggeration but sometimes you go is that just a bot 
Is that just a bot repeating something? Because I haven't heard from anyone in a good long time. It is fun to hear some from people, especially when they say that I'm right. Mm-hmm. And I hit the nail. <laughs> yeah, especially. Especially. Uh, what, what's new for you? Anything new? Yes, I have a big news. I've been kind of alluding to for, what, three or four episodes now. I said yeah, I would talk months. about it. Yeah, yeah, a couple months. Yeah. Um, and I think people probably could guess what I was talking about, but I didn't want to talk about so as as of Wednesday, I'm now scheduled to have weight loss surgery, um, which will be November 15th. And uh, so it's kind of been a, a long time coming, something I've been working on for several years um, with my weight up and down, left and right, I guess. Mm-hmm, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. my um, my, you know, I've just I've dieted and it comes back and I diet and come back. And I just so I, I it's taken a while and a lot of prayer and. I've decided to do that. So it's kind of a big deal. So we'll see. So I won't be doing articles of news probably for a few weeks. Okay. Starting okay. November 15th to probably the first week or two in December. I don't know how Jeez. I'm going to feel. It, I don't, you don't know? I don't know how I'm going to feel. So I've been kind of leaving it open. Wow. So do you At take least, vacation from work then? Or are you just like, yeah, peace, yeah. peace out, everybody? Yeah. So for about, they say it takes about seven days that I'm not, I'm not going to be able to work. So my guess is after Thanksgiving, I'll probably be okay. But I just... You know, you never know. You just want to, you know, take the time you need. So you might not, it might be a few weeks of articles and news before you hear me again, but I'll be, I'll be there for December because Christmas is my time. Sure. Sure. And, sure. That's and why you scheduled several, it in November. You've got, that's right. Yep. I've got several hear hymns, the Christmas editions all ready to go. Oh, three of them. Yeah. We can do three sometime in, okay. in December if you want. Well, and maybe uh, maybe you pre-record them in case you don't feel like it, and that way we can still have a touch you know, of a Mr. Idea. Mayor, even if you're like, forget it, man. I, I you know, I should this. do that while I'm out. Anyway, I have two other hear hymns. I'll do one early yeah. November. Yeah. Uh, at least one early November. And then why don't I have a pre-recorded one so everyone, so it's all ready to go. So even though I'm not participating, I'm participating. Yeah. People don't do know. That. It's, it's the beauty of audio. I'm recording this in 2018, and we haven't even done an articles of I news know. yet. We don't. Yeah, we. You know, you're just guessing at the the news before. Yeah. we ever get there. I'm a prognosticator amongst prognosticators. Okay, so, so you since you opened it up, uh, I'm going to ask questions. Okay, please do. Yep. So, uh, weight loss surgery is a little vague. Is it? Uh, uh, is it a sleeve? Are you? It's what's things... called a gastric sleeve. Yes. Okay. Because I think a weight loss surgery also could be like a nip and tuck and suck and all those. Yeah, things, that's But true. that's not so what it, you're doing. So it's not. There's the more invasive gastric bypass, which is not what I'm doing. I'm doing a gastric sleeve, which is they have comparable success rates, but one's not as invasive as the other. But if I, um, they're the the gastric bypass is slightly better when it comes to success rates, but mm-hmm. I, I just do a lot of thought and prayer that I'm going to do the gastric sleeve. So. Okay, okay, and and for people who don't know, it, it's like a, a what, like a literal they, sleeve that they put over your stomach. No, no, they literally cut most of your stomach out. They turn your stomach into the size of a banana, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you Google gastric sleeve, just don't Google the images; they're yeah. likely gross. Mm-hmm. But um, you you know you can find a description of it. Okay. Uh, other questions. So, uh, I mean, what, what, uh, how does, how does one gently ask this question? Don't like, gently ask it. Just yeah, ask. Like, like, uh, like, uh, what do you, what are you weighing now? And what are you hoping that this, uh, accomplishes? And so is it, it's, it's is funny. It other health related or like why? Yeah. It's, it's partly both health related, but, but mostly I've just been struggling with my weight. So 
I've been my max. I was three ninety seven, which you know essentially is four hundred pounds. Sure. Um, and I was that a few years ago. I lost a hundred pounds, and I've gained weight back, and then I've lost more, and then I get, and it seems like every time I gain it back, I gain it back more, and I gain back um, uh, faster. It seems like every time I diet. So, um, in fact, it's not seems like that's what my doctors have been tracking. We've been tracking this for about three, four years now, mm-hmm. four years now. Anyway, so this has been going on for a while. And uh, um, so I hit 397 again in April. And so now I'm down to 342. So it's a big deal. Good for yeah. you. So, but I need the help to keep it off. That's always the thing is I've proven time and time again, I can lose, you know, a good chunk of weight. It's it's then keeping it down keeping it off. And, and, and so I just need that extra help, I think. And my body, one thing my doctor you know, said is, uh, first of all, I have low thyroid. So that kind of affects it, even though I, I take pills and everything else. And then my body just tends to think that I need to be 400 pounds. So it just always is trying to get me back up there. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that's what, that's the way he described it. Anyway, there's probably more scientific ways of describing that. So with it, is there an idea, uh, an ideal, like you'll, you know, we're hoping to knock this down to like 200. Are you trying to be two bills? Where what's, what's yeah, that? So it'll like? be, it probably will. You know, a, a typical success of it, I should lose about 70 to 100 pounds wow. from where I start when I have surgery, which my goal, I'm actually below the the the, the surgery weight that I have to be at. And I'm, my goal is in the next month to even lose an extra 10 or 15 pounds. So I, mm-hmm. I'm starting at the 330 range. And then, then yeah, I'm going to, you know, I'll probably, my goal is to try to get down about 250. Okay. I'd like you know, my ideal weight is really low. It's like 185, 195. Yeah. Hey, I'll P- take possible. it. Possible. Sure. Yeah. But I think at that point, then I have to, it's not just the surgery, not just diet, but then it's exercise and it's, there's all, all kinds of stuff, sure. which I haven't been able to do a significant, significant amount of exercise for a few years simply because of my weight. Mm-hmm. So it, it's just extra hard to do and it hurts your ankles and hurts your knees. So getting that down will help me get back into uh, ability to exercise and, and get moving again. Uh, and then last two questions. One, are you going to Mexico to do this? I know that there's a lot of people that, that do that because it's more affordable in Mexico and there's like a clinic just over the border and you go down there and you get it done and it it's affordable. And then you kind of come back or are you doing it here in the States? Doing it here in the States. Okay. Okay. Covered by my insurance. Okay. Uh, and I, I, you know, spend a lot of time making sure uh, the doctor who was recommended by my weight specialist, who I, I, I've been working with for a few years, I went through and made sure, you know, he's, he's one of the top in the, in the area, top actually in the country. Mm-hmm. So, and he has a real, and, and the other thing I was looking for was, I know that there's some of these doctors will just do it mm-hmm. and then let, uh, he has a program behind it, something that you follow beh- ahead of time and follow up an aftercare program. And that was yep. important to me because- yep. Um, I mean, I just need that. I just need that transition and everything else because this is a big deal. It's a complete life change. And this is only one tool in uh, a bag of tools to help me kind of become more healthy. So, yeah. And then the last question is, is maybe should have waited until after Thanksgiving, like one last hurrah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I uh... thought that. <laughs> I thought that, but then I thought. I could, if I was, if that was the case, I might do a really good hurrah. And I, yeah. and I just decided, you know what, if I'm doing this, I'm doing this, you know, we'll, you know, we'll go, 
we'll have a we'll have little hurrahs for the rest of my life. Well, it, it's a big deal, and congratulations to you. And I know, like you say, life changing, and it'll be uh, fun to kind of follow the journey. That's what my wife worked in and around professionally for a long time, and. Uh, you know, some people be like, oh yeah, great. A surgery. And then it's done. It still takes a tremendous amount of work, even with the surgery to get to where you want to. So I know not an easy road ahead of you, but, um, it'll be fun to, to kind of be alongside you and, and you got this pal. You got this. Thanks Uh, man. Uh, a real quick share. Uh, I did something fun. Ooh. Now you shaved off your mutton chops. Yeah. Okay, I did two things fun. I shaved off my mutton chops. Follow us on Instagram if you don't know what we're talking about. Uh, it's at the cultural hall. But I so so I do a lot of things that are fun, but I don't have fun very frequently. You know, like visiting with you this morning is fun, right? But, it, but you but don't not, have fun doing it. But, but no, no, fun. no. But it's not. <laughs> but it's not like uh, I am doing this strictly for the idea of fun. Right. All right. It's, you know, people want to know about the news and all this stuff. So I don't I don't do fun things very often. Now, playing music at weddings and parties like I was at a party last night. It was a lot of fun, but it was also work. I had to make sure that people were having fun party. Right. So essentially. uh, But I went to a concert the other night purely for the intent of having fun. Who is the concert? What was the concert? It was. Well, and here's the Mormon connection. (laughs) I went and uh, and watched uh, Panic at the Disco. Oh, fun! Brandon Urie, who raised a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints family, still members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints. He, during his qu- concert, made a reference to all of us singing along, sounding better than the Mormon Tabernacle Choir. <laughs> and I wanted to correct him. I wanted to say, "Hey, just so you know, it's the Tabernacle, the Tabernacle Choir, Choir Temple, Temple Square. Square." But I don't think he cared. Uh, but, but here was the deal doing things. This will sound so ridiculous doing things just for fun. I might do that again real soon. Yeah. You should probably make a a regular plan to do things just for fun. Yeah. It was great. I honestly, and this will sound people will be like, yeah, right. That was probably the first time that I've done something purely for fun. Just, I just wanted to go have fun a couple of years. Yeah, you need to you need to step that up there. Yeah, yeah. And, and here's the. I bet your wife's saying that too. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Uh, she made me go by myself. Uh, because, well, I I really like the band, and she didn't want to be embarrassed by my love and devotion for the band, <laughs> so she's like, "Listen, just go." And I was able to be in the pit, so I was ah. like five feet from all of the acts, which was so great, and. I was the oldest one there by about 12 years <laughs> <laughs> in the pit. Just yeah. Oh yeah. Dancing around with yeah, just, everyone, yep. just boogieing around. And they're all thinking, who's this old guy? Yeah. 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 And I was like, I saw them in 2006 and people I had to like, walk uphill both yeah. ways in the snow to do it. Well, here's the thing I to to the girls that were to the left of me. I said, I saw them in 2006. And she said, not joking. I was born in 2006. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, so, so, uh, so let's take a break. Uh, coming up in this episode, we do have a here him. Also got the temple ticker. So uh, we'll, we'll figure out a, a place and a way to put those in. We'll come back and do some actual articles of news. 
bestdjinutah.com is the website that you need to go to if you would like to party with me. Now, just because it says Utah as part of the URL does not mean that it has to be in the state of Utah. I've traveled to such illustrious places as Wyoming, Nevada, Texas, Washington, and others, Idaho as well. If uh, if you're having an event and you think, you know what, I would love the energy, the charisma that is Richie uh, to be able to bless the event. I don't know why I said bless. You can hit me up, bestdjinutah.com. Maybe you, you yourself are getting married or has been the case multiple times this year. You are the apparent not a parent, just the parent, uh, or one of the parents, because there's multiple parents. I'm getting distracted. You are one of the parents of the bride or groom, and you think, Richie would be great to be at this event. You can hit me up, bestdjinutah.com. Be sure that you mentioned uh, that you hear it on the cultural hall. I may, in fact, even get you a little bit of a discount. Who knows? We'll see how I feel that day. It's bestdjinutah.com. Imagine running a small business today. It's challenging. Imaging and internet presence is an absolute must. Even with that, you're still a small star in a bright cyber universe. Now, imagine you have someone who understands how to get your site designed for your talents and then easily searched by potential clients. Imagine Lennon Design. Whether it's strictly a website or a whole package of logo creation, advertising media, and promotional materials, Lennon Design is your partner in business. They'll test the boundaries of their imagination to create something unique for you. When you need creative, affordable design, let it be Lennon Design. Call 801-699-3022 or visit LennonDesign.com. Here in the second block of Articles of News, we do actual Articles of News. Hit it, Peter. You can't lose Articles of News. And away we go. You broke my heart. I had no idea. I didn't know there was an LDS connection. I'm crying. Mrs. Potts, are you kidding Mrs. me? Mrs. Potts, yep. Angela Lansbury passed away this week. And the reason it's Mormon or LDS adjacent is that she sang with the Tabernacle Choir at one of the Christmas um, Christmas uh, concerts several years ago. And it's actually really wonderful. And one of my favorite, you know, at the end when they read Luke 2, she, I, I love it when she reads Luke two at the end, and so mm-hmm. yeah, she passed away this week, and that's that's been, that's been a that's been on my heart all week because she's one of my favorites, Mrs. Potts. She was uh she was not uh, Ruth in Pirates, my my favorite version of Pirates of Penzance, the m- movie. Um, murder she a, wrote. Murder she wrote. She's been in, and and I'll tell you, have you ever looked up old pictures of her when she was? Oh yeah. You know, are we saying she's she was quite a beauty the as a young one? She's quite oh, the looker. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Look up pictures of her when her 20s, 30s. Well, she was always beautiful. All yeah, the end, yes, but, yes, yes. Let us not just, objectify. But, man, she was very beautiful yeah. as a young, 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 young actress. Wow. And it, and she's, you know, she's brought so much joy to everyone. And, and again, if you, uh, if you, one of the coolest versions of Beauty and the Beast is her singing with the Tabernacle Choir. Mm. You can find it on YouTube. There's, there's, uh, it's just Angela Lansbury Christmas concert or Angela Lansbury, Lansbury Tabernacle Choir. Go find them. It, you can spend a lot of time and enjoy that. And as we're getting closer to Christmas, it'll probably, I know people who, who love Halloween hate it when you get too early in Christmas. Mm-hmm. So if that's the case, go find them, create a playlist. And then wait till November 1st and watch them all. <laughs> did you know that she was in uh, Blue Hawaii with Elvis? I did. Yeah. 
And that's huge for me because I'm a huge Elvis fan. I don't have we ever talked about this? Yes. One of these times we should. Oh yeah, no, we have. <laughs> How you dress up like Elvis on the weekend and hang out with other Elvis impersonators and well, not anymore, but <laughs> and, and how uh, we I think I made the joke that you are uh, that you're going from uh, being a uh, sequin jumpsuit fan yep. of Elvis. But now with your surgery, you may go for younger. Elvis. <laughs> so, that's right. So I did younger Elvis when I was younger. Uh-huh. Now I could do older Elvis and hopefully mm-hmm. I'll be able to go back. Yeah, Got to go back or, or at least go back to that trim jumpsuit when he first started in Vegas. Yeah, that, that era. Also in the uh, uh, the original Manchurian Candidate, what a great movie that is, Angela Lansbury. Sad, yep. sad, sad, sad. Speaking of actors uh, or those who perform in films, did you uh, did you see this article um, about the football player who was cast as Captain Moroni in the Book of Mormon video no. series? Uh, Lengi Tui Tuafua uh, had this career-ending um, injury. Playing the football. He wanted to play in the NFL. He went to Bingham High School. Uh, He was eager to excel in college football at BYU. It was his entire life. He had a career-ending neck injury that was one of the worst moments of his life. Uh, Five years later, he has a new passion and career path in acting. And uh, you can find a link in the show notes to his story about being able to play Captain Moroni. And he, I mean, he's a... You know how you kind of think of uh, Captain Moroni as that, uh, you know, that uh, nice, thick, tone, chiseled Captain Moroni looks good. So if you well, haven't, yeah. if you haven't yet watched the Book of Mormon videos, this is a call out for that. Um, I wonder but, if he's met Mike Lee. <laughs> I made that joke too. He became. <laughs> I was trying to be less political, but he became Captain Moroni when Senator Mike Lee said, look, I think of him as a modern day Captain Moroni. You know, I'll tell you what, and you you're missing this because you're in Texas. But here in the state of Utah, that Evan McMullen and uh, Senator Mike Lee race, it is insane. Is it hot? The, The amount of mudslinging and like, you know, just going after each other. Wow. Billboards, radio ads, TV ads. Uh, I'm glad I'm not hearing it. Podcasting. It's just like he's What's a the thief. polls say? He's I don't even liar. know. It's within four points. So within wow. the, so it's within really the margin of error between the two. Um, and it's just, I mean, I have my preferences and people, I'm not going to be like, this is who I would prefer, though I know that people know. I'm sure people could guess. Yeah, but uh, there... One of the things for me in a lot of races is I think someone, not this person. So it's not completely personal, but Mm -hmm. oftentimes within elections, I go, yeah, just not who's there. Yeah. And that's a tough place to be in politically that you're, you're voting not for someone. Yeah. Like, and it seems like that's all we've had candidate wise at any level lately is like, Mm -hmm. let's see, which is the worst of these. It's like, Yeah. So. Yeah, or or like for me, not even necessarily the least worst of them. I just think, man, what could what could be different and maybe open the door for someone who I might like. But that's the mentality too that led to, uh, you know, people like Donald Trump and others. Sure, not just on sure. the right. No, I, I mentioned know. Donald Trump because he's most prominent on both sides, and sure. and at least I think it lets people in that really shouldn't be in because sure. we think, oh, we're just trying to change things, and it's just it just it. 
it it kind of can backfire. You get what yeah. you want. They yeah, do. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I I don't know. I don't know. So way to go, Lange Tuafua. And if you haven't watched any of the the Book of Mormon series, the new season that just dropped, pretty great. They do a great job for sure. Um, there are still some moments where you're like, "Yep, okay, okay," <laughs> but for the most part, you can kind of get absorbed up into it and and find yourself really enjoying it. Go ahead. What do you got? What do you got, pal? So this week there was you've probably seen it, and um, it's gonna you, you're gonna definitely want to check your um, oh check your 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 bank accounts and everything else. Um, the church has had a data incident. Now, let me say right out of the, in other words, they've had, they've been hacked mm-hmm. by, and some of the data was, was, um, what was fat was leaked out because of this hack. Well, um, let me stay right out of the gate. I did say bank accounts, but that's not because the donation records were actually accessed. They, they, they were not. So the, what you have in the church by itself was when it comes to donation records, your bank account and everything else, that's safe, at least according to the church. But if um, if they got your name and your birth date and all that stuff and they're able to attach it somewhere else where you maybe have data breach brought your. So it's still very much of a concern that you should keep your eye on your bank accounts and other other important accounts to you so that because there was a data breach, it did happen way back in March. And even though they just announced it this week, the reason they did, they couldn't say anything until this week was the the federal federal uh, federal investigators, law enforcement ha- asked them not to. So they've been investigating. So they immediately brought the U.S. federal law into it and, um, and they brought in third party cybersecurity experts and they've been doing forensic analysis and everything on on it. But they couldn't say it by 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 the federal law asked them not to say anything until this week. And so it is now available. There is uh, some numbers you can talk to. Um, I won't go through them all, but we can put them in the show notes. If you have any questions, the English, I'll just give you the English and the Spanish numbers. English toll-free number is 1-833-559-0435. And the Spanish toll-free number is one eight three three five five nine oh six one two i was really and, hoping you would do it in spanish <laughs> well um I, Ocho, tres, tres. Y- you do it <laughs> no, no no i was hoping you would do it in spanish so there's a good faq on it on the church's website if you just look for it it's pretty easy to find it's right on the top of it right now so if you go to the church newsroom it's probably the first article or two so definitely look at that make sure you're you're in good place with that and uh yeah so that's been a that's big news uh this is just sort of a quick one uh forbes does a 50 over 50 these are individuals that uh are making a big difference over the age of 50 years old uh it's interesting to me there are many women on this list uh and and i feel like you don't talk about a woman's age over 50 so thanks a lot forbes uh, one of the people on the list, which also includes Dolly Parton and Tina Turner, is a woman by the name of Jenny Doan, Latter-day Saint Jenny Doan, uh, at age 65. She's been included on the list for her position as founder of Missouri Star Quilt Company. She was featured on the cover of LDS Living Magazine back in May uh, that shared her story. She has 843,000 YouTube subscribers that tune in to watch her weekly quilting tutorial videos. And for Jenny, faith in God and dedication to family were central to her success. So just another tremendous member of the church getting 
national recognition for what she's done. Um, the first, there are a few uh, main criteria. The first, achievements after turning 50 with a particular focus on over 51st. Did this person make history in ascending their role of founding her company? Um, the second, success at scale. Founders and CEOs of private for-profit companies must drive a minimum of $10 million in annual revenue. Uh, the third, for investors and asset managers of traditional funds, they look for a million, um, a minimum of a hundred million in assets. The fourth, first-time listees, did this person make the fifty over fifty in twenty twenty-one? If the answer was yes, that they moved on. And finally, a pay-it-forward mindset. So, I guess this list is all women. I didn't realize that it was an all-women list. But congratulations to Sister Jenny Doan. Maybe we'll get her in the cultural hall and get a little bit more of her story in the future. That would be awesome. Did you know, uh, you know what's happening with the, the Hill Camorra now that they've shut down the pageant? They're leveling it. They're leveling. They're going to yeah. shut Taking down. out the hill. The whole they're, hill is going to come a land, down. It's a land movement. No, what no, are they doing? So they're, doing, so they're obviously, they're going to be renovating the whole area. Um, they're going to be doing three main things. Uh, they're going to remove obviously all the pa pageant related infrastructure. So that's sure. going to go away, take it back down to the historical nature. Um, they're going to spend a lot of time rehabilitating the landscape and um, trying to get it, you know, get it both, both as natural as possible to what is expected, but also make it, you know, nice and available for people who want to go and see it. And, um, and then the last thing they're, they're adding to the network of trails and making them, um, ADA compliant or at least uh, accessible from wheelchairs and strollers so that people can at, at any level can get up and see the monument and the, and then they're also for the first time in many years regilding the Moroni statue so they're hmm. re my, what is it the gold leaf yeah back on it so that you know it's going to be a really good time to see the Camorra, uh, Hill Camorra which it's a beautiful place. Have you ever been there? I have not. I I went there a few years ago. Um, and you know, it's just a wonderful place. It's just real. I just enjoyed it. Um, I'm real. I never saw the pageant. I wasn't there. I was there during the off season when the pageant runs, but, um, yeah, it's a great, it's a great historical site to go see. And now they're making it more accessible for more people to be able to see and kind of bringing it up to, you know, kind of re rejuvenating it, getting it up. So I think that's awesome. Oh, they're also adding wayfinding signs. I, I forgot that. And that that's really cool. So you can have places along that where you can read about it. You can see what happened and hear the story. Oh, so that, that's cool. That is nice. Uh, okay. This story, this happened in Sandy, Utah. Uh, a registered sex offender has been charged <laughs> after he allegedly used his phone to record images of a boy going to the bathroom in a Sandy meeting house of the uh -huh. Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Uh, Zachary Wallen, age 32, was arrested uh, back in July. He faces charges of voyeurism committed against under, a child under 14 years of age, a third-degree felony, uh, and a sex offender and kidnap offender registry violation, which is a Class A misdemeanor. Um, Wallen's probable cause statement says that the young victim identified a court as victim one was attempting to use the bathroom at a local LDS church during church services while attempting to urinate. The victim noticed a cell phone being held over the stall 
and it appeared to be recording the actions. Wallen's bail was set for $10,000, and he is no longer an inmate in the Salt Lake County Jail, so he is out on bail. It is a terrible and gross story. Everyone be careful. That's, I guess, where that leads. I hope we have a better one to finish or to get to the end. Yeah, yeah, uh, we probably do. You're done with your story. I'm done. Right? I'm I'm done. I'm done. Okay. Let's see. Is there something about elephant ears or monster ears I can talk about? Give oh, we did that last time. Oh, I know. I know. Oh, but we that's... can talk about it again because, nope. you know, getting me excited for elephant ears while I'm getting ready for weight loss surgery is really a good idea. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. This is not a good story, so we won't do that one. Oh, nope. That one's not a good story either uh nope we already did that one. Oh, you got oh you know what let's do this let's do this story shall we we didn't mention this uh as part of general conference but how cool uh at least i don't think we did you did the uh post-conference episode with me mm-hmm. uh, but during the saturday morning session um sister browning became the first black woman to speak at general yeah conference. we didn't talk about that but yeah. that is a big deal and it was awesome and i loved her talk it was yeah. so good yeah, yeah. In addition to being uh, groundbreaking, pioneering, and the first of what I hope to be many, uh, it was a phenomenal talk. Top five from the general conference, I would say. No doubt. Uh, uh, and, uh, and and super cool. Now, the other side of that to me is is it's I just think, and I'm super grateful. And people will be like, "Oh man, why do you whatever?" But I just I just do have to think a little bit about this. What took so long? And can we can we do it some more? You know, like I'm grateful. Yeah, it is good. It's whenever you break through that, that you always think we could do more. You know, sooner, but. Hey, at least we're doing it now. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. But but uh, a phenomenal talk. If you haven't taken the opportunity to to listen to that, because I know sometimes people are Saturday, they're like Saturday. I'll <laughs> listen to Sunday, and then I'll catch Saturday in the in the. Uh, I Leahona. actually think some of the best talks are usually in the Saturday morning and Saturday afternoon sessions. Well, and, um, and for me, typically, I'm paying closer attention because I'm doing the chores on the Saturday morning and Saturday afternoon. I got the, you know, the the talks in my ears. Well, I agree. I usually am working out in my garage or something, and I can stay. I know that sounds, some people might think that I'm not as focused, but I actually am focused yeah. more than. It's actually, that's also when I listen to the culture hall. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, Sunday, I tend to like, fall asleep. Yeah. <laughs> When you make it the entire thing that you're doing, yeah. I, I struggle. So sometimes even on the Sunday session, I'll be like, I'm going to go do that project and put this in my ears. So and I don't every, sleep through it. And every once in a while, I'll say amen at the end of the talks because I still do that. And my wife will say, what? And I'll be like, it's conference. Bit. Never mind. <laughs> I think conference is interesting because I swear, like, I'll I'll start out in, like, my recliner. Uh-huh. And I'm like. I'll, I'll realize I'm falling asleep, miss part of a talk, and then, okay, I'll get up and move. And I proved that I can fall asleep in five other positions before the end because yeah. I'll move to a different position, literally fall asleep again. Okay. Yeah. To the projects of General Conference. Now, uh, I need you to lead us into this hear him because I think we're going to put it right here. And then coming up in the third block, we'll do the temple ticker. Well, this one, all, all I'm going to say about this one is the title is A Hymn Written by a Caveman. Did you know that one of the hymns in our hymn book was written by a caveman? Well, kind of. Joachim Neander 
was a teacher, theologian, and hymn writer who lived from 1650 to 1680. In his twenties, he was a private tutor, tutor in Heidelberg, Germany, and then a school teacher in Dusseldorf. During his time in Dusseldorf, he took great pleasure in hiking in the valley of the Dussel River. His love of nature inspired him to visit frequently the caves surrounding the valley. Some stories say he would sometimes hold religious services in those caves. In 1979, this valley was renamed Neanderthal in honor of its most famous resident. Then in 1856, Johann Furlot, a school teacher, found ancient bones in the Neander Valley and realized they were different from modern humans. He gave them to Hermann Schaushausen, a German anthropologist who studied them. But it wasn't until the 20th century that the bones and others discovered nearby established Neanderthalinus as a species. It could be said that Joachim Neander is the first Neanderthal man. Neander's love of nature and the Creator is evident in his hymn, Praise to the Lord the Almighty. I imagine him sitting by the Dussel River as he wrote, Praise to the Lord over all things he gloriously reigneth. Born as on eagle wings, safely his saints he sustaineth. Hast thou not seen how all the neatest have been, granted in what he ordaineth? Like many composers of his day, Joachim Nieder probably based his music on a folk tune. In 1679, he moved to Bremen, where he became an assistant preacher at St. Martin's Church. Just one year later, he died of tuberculosis. He was 30 years old. When Neander wrote, O my soul, praise him, for he is thy health and salvation, he was likely influenced by the language of the Old Testament, specifically Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk in, through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. At the semi-annual general conference of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints in October 2012, I participated in a multi-state choir to, to sing for the priesthood session. The experience of conference reintroduced me to this caveman hymn. While singing, I was overcome with emotion and I couldn't contain myself. My voice cracked and my eyes were filled with tears as I praised the Lord. It was like being with the children of Israel when they crossed the Red Sea. Music can be such a pure conduit to the spirit, it is often overwhelming. In addition to, to tradition and necessity, I believe there is a reason that choirs are so prominent in the church. A choir is a mix of many different parts like soprano, alto, tenor, and bass. In fact, people of varying abilities and voice qualities make up many of our church choirs. Some of my most cherished spiritual experiences come from the sound made when strong and weak voices combine into beautiful music. No matter the skill or talent of each individual for singing, the whole cancels out one per each one person's weakness, and it is extraordinary when multiple voices merge to create a single harmonious sound. Few forms of worship are as pure as this form of expression. When I sing with a choir, I sometimes focus too much on the technical aspects of my voice, and I forget to think about the content of the song, especially during rehearsals. 
So when I sang at the choir at General Conference, it felt like there were legions of angels singing with us. With us. And even though I grew up singing this hymn, and understood, I understood its meaning in a new way. For me, the song renews my spirit each time I vocalize the words, ponder anew what the Almighty can do. The song reminds us to look back and recognize the hand of the Lord in our lives. Doing so enables us to move forward, knowing that with his love, he doth befriend us. One of the other lines from the song says, let the amen sum all our praises again. Just as singing in a choir can be a pure form of worship, so is saying amen after a prayer or sermon. The act of saying amen is just as important as the prayer itself. When you say amen, you acknowledge that God was listening and responding to your prayer. Next time you say amen in church, pay attention. You may be begin to understand what this hymn is expressing. Worship means gratitude, honor, and reverence to your Creator. It means expressing joy in His plan of redemption and salvation. This happens when we sing as well as when we say amen. So listen to the caveman who wrote this beautiful hymn and never let your amen be anything else. Praise to the Lord. Oh, let all that is in me adore him. All that hath breath joineth Abraham's seed to adore him. Let the amen sum all our praises again, now as we worship before him. Hi friends, Dan the Laptop Man here from PC Laptops with breaking news. Windows 11 is now here. It's fast, it's beautiful, and it's super secure. So let's make sure your computer is ready to run it. If your computer isn't powerful enough, we'll show you what you need to upgrade in your old computer to make it run perfectly. If we can't upgrade your old PC to run Windows 11, we'll buy it from you and give you a credit towards any new PC laptops computer. Now, our computer started only $29 a month and we have 12 months special financing. Windows 11 is simply awesome. Bring your old computer into PC Laptops right now because at PC Laptops, we really love you. PCLaptops.com. That's PCLaptops.com. Here in the third block of the Cultural Hall, we welcome the Pharaoh. I wish there was like some Egyptian uh, pharaohistic music that we could play. If someone has a great recommendation of something I don't have to pay for, I'd take it. Because all, all I can think of right now is Walk Like an Egyptian or the old Steve Martin. Um, oh, what's that song that he did? Anyway, he did a song uh, uh, relatively related to something Egyptian. I digress. Corey K. Ward here with the Temple Ticker. How are you, sir? That's right. I'm back. I'm doing well. Yeah. Well, you have to be back because we are relentless. Now that we have 300 temples in some form or fashion, you will always be a part and have a seat here in the cultural hall. Sometimes you'll be late or maybe you'll miss a week, but we'll uh, we'll always be like, oh, that seat right there. Not saved for Elijah. It's saved for Corey K. Ward. The Pharaoh. Yeah. The Pharaoh himself. Uh, I am. I am fascinated uh, by the Heber Valley groundbreaking, um, in so many facets, so many parts of this. I have family that lives in Heber and they're in the thick of everything that, that you spell out. So please let us not keep it to ourselves. Let us share it with everyone else. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm I would be happy to learn about what your family says as well. Yeah. 
Um, so this is another instance where surprise, President Nelson is there. Sorry, Kevin Duncan, uh, you were announced as the presiding authority, but of course, because the prophet's there, he's going to preside. Yeah. So uh, just like he did me from a couple of weeks ago, he um, was at the Heber Valley, Utah groundbreaking on October 8th. So this is the 28th temple in Utah. Um, there was a little bit of, if you remember during conference, he had like a little stool or a seat that he kind of um, sat while he was doing, giving his remarks. They did put up the seat and then he just stood there. He didn't use it. And then the guy came and adjusted the seat. He still didn't use it. So um, <laughs> kind of funny, I guess. Yeah. He's like, listen, I got, I, I read all the comments online and about how, when I said, until we meet again and every thought, I, everybody thought I was going to die. Forget it. I'm not sitting in that chair. <laughs> Forget it. Oh yeah. Um, but I, I do say that when it's not as scripted as general conference, it does seem just a little bit slower. Um, definitely. They probably have a lot of great makeup artists at the conference center. Um, definitely. It looked like he had some more blemishes on his, on his face. I don't know. Sure. But he, he's 98 years old. Everyone. <laughs> That's right. He's lived almost a century. He, he's going to need to sit. He might need makeup <laughs> if you want him to look perfect. He's almost a hundred. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. He, he, he told everyone, he's like, Hey, I really want to shake your hands and listen to where you're from and all that, but we'll just have to do it vicariously. COVID style is what he yeah. said. Yeah. Well, I'm sure that, you know, with his age, it it, it surprised me because like I can remember a couple of times shaking the hands of a prophet, especially when I was a kid, um, that that we would do that. But like now in a day and age where he's 98 years old and we're <laughs> just barely, if even past a pandemic, like, hey, we love you. And I'm going to keep you alive today. I'm from Taylorsville. Good to see you. From the other side of the room, please That's travel great. safely. Uh, but yeah, so a surprise that he showed up. Uh, that's, I think, the the first thing. Um, everyone sort of knew in the Hebrew Valley where it was going to uh, be because the church has property there. Um, it's right by Elder Uchtdorf's uh, second home. Oh, I didn't yep. know that. Yeah, yep. It's, uh, as my sister likes to put it, it's in the nice part of town. <laughs> it is fitting that he lives there because the, there's like they have the Swiss days. There was a lot of Swiss and German immigrants that moved mm -hmm. up there. A mm -hmm. couple of the other apostles up there, but it, it's literally probably and he would never do it. Maybe he could throw a paper airplane from his house and hit the temple. But I was going to say a stone's throw, but I don't think he would do that. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, President Nelson mentioned that there was a, a couple that bought that land um, just right after the war, George and Clara Holmes. And he said, George uh, dreamt of having a forever home with his beloved Clara. And in a real way, this dream was realized. So there'll be a temple there if it gets approved. Yes. Which is the thing that that sort of baffles my mind. Now, I think in Utah, especially people outside of Utah go, yeah, if the church wants something in Utah, it's a done deal, right? Look no further than uh, the church buying Main Street Salt Lake and being like, yeah, we'll trade you. We'll trade you this parcel of land so that we can have Main Street and close it off. And, you know, if you don't know anything about that, uh, you can look in the show notes and read a story about what exactly I'm talking about. Um, but that's not the case, and especially not the case anymore when you look at the Tooele Valley uh, temple and how people said no thank you not in not not this way not in this neighborhood not how you're talking about it pushed back and now that temple the deseret peak is in a different location yeah so with this temple 
they um the church hadn't even submitted any um paperwork or anything to the county yet so the planning commissioner um director he said so I struggled a little bit when it was announced because um, this is obviously just going to be ceremonial because we don't have any approvals yet. Um, so I'm thinking that maybe they're like, let's just do the groundbreaking before it gets cold, before the cold and dreary winter, cold uh, and dreary spring. And hopefully we can get it approved during that time. So the yeah. church is definitely banking on that. But there's no, they haven't submitted anything yet. So they have had a, a meeting with some of the neighbors and most of them were very supportive of the building, but a sure. few of them were a little bit concerned about maybe the lights were too bright or they may, might block their view of the mountains but they yeah, kind of said you... that we're kind of doing what we want just if the county tells us to change something we will but otherwise we're just going to go ahead and do it yeah uh and i think that people probably know this but i i want to say that it was maybe the connecticut temple um they had a full drawing of what they wanted it to be and they're like nope that's too high that's too broad that uh, approach isn't going to work and there's a lot of times not just connecticut but a lot of times where the church goes how about this and the neighbors go uh yeah take that down move this here go to it and then they're like how about this and they're like nah, i'm not so sure so it 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 does it does strike me as maybe a little bit odd that they're like let's let's bring in the gold shovels and a mound of dirt and some fake green carpet and we'll call this a groundbreaking <laughs> but nothing is approved yeah pretty amazing yeah uh, a, a other thing that I think is sort of um striking about that is the the idea, like you say, that they're doing it now so that they can just full bore once they get everything's kind of approved and 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 moved on. Hmm. I, yeah, I don't know. I I don't know. The dark sky part of it is an interesting thing too, because the Heber Valley is a dark sky mm-hmm. valley, which if people don't know, it means. There's a certain amount of like lumens that can go into the sky. Yeah, they said that like the, the lights can't shine upwards. So, and they said that, it, but they said that the church in other locations has worked with those regulations. So yeah. I wouldn't see why they wouldn't. Yeah. Well, where else do we go in temple news this week? Yeah, we got a couple of uh, site announcements. One in Modesta, California. Um, this is the northwest part of the city. There's a meeting house over there that has a very large. 17 acre site with some large baseball fields and so that's where the temple will go they're putting them in the baseball fields i think so yeah oh, well, at least one of them where maybe, are we going to play the other softball stay. once a year where are we going to do that <laughs> right so this temple will be thirty thousand square feet so pretty similar to the one that's gone up in your belinda um, and a lot of other temples as well uh and and i like in your notes that you uh indicate it's next to the redwood cafe which there's a pretty fancy like probably you need reservations to go there Oh, really? Uh, yeah. When you say Redwood Cafe, I think of like uh, Diana, you know, who's working the front and says, ah, Corey's <laughs> back. Flapjacks with a squirt of lemon in the back corner for Corey. No, this place looks, sugar. looks like like you'd go to like taste wine and everything in the backyard and have a nice little backyard set up over there. So Not if you're going to the temple. With the, <laughs> yeah, the backdrop of the temple there. So, Well, that's awesome. So, so, so I bet probably good food and in a couple of years, if you decide to go out to the Modesto, California temple dedication, hit up the Redwood cafe and, and tell them the Pharaoh sent you. That's right. Um, the other place that was announced was Singapore, the Singapore temple. Um, so this is a one acre site. Um, just right near the port of Singapore, right near the coast. And so there's an existing meeting house there used by one of the boards. Um, it's not a church built meeting house. It's kind of like a, it looks kind of like a big mansion. 
hmm. that just kind of been like um, converted into a church building. But that will be demolished. So we replaced the 18,000 square foot temple and a, a new meeting house and a rival center as well. Interesting. So new meeting house on site, but that it, an acre worth of land. I mean, that's not huge for a temple and parking and also now a meeting house. No, but um, a property there in Singapore is very expensive. So I can see why the church has probably already bought the land years in advance. And that's where they, they want to put it. So. Is there any chance by the renderings? And I haven't looked at it. This is why we have you in. It, there's no chance it'll be like uh, Hong Kong or Manhattan uh, building up kind of thing. They actually didn't release a rendering. Um, hmm. They said it was just two stories, 18,000 square foot. So if you know that temple in Davao, Philippines, that's going in, that's probably pretty similar. Maybe kind of like the Star Valley temple, a two-story small temple. So Okay, okay, okay. Uh, and then uh, we go to Quito, Quito, Ecuador, or Ecuador. Ecuador. Um, yeah, so they started the VIP in the the media tours this past week for the dedication that is starting today, October 14th, the time of recording. And then, um, so then that will be through the 29th and then dedicated on the 20th. So they also released pictures of the interior, which are pretty great if you want to see those. Um, they use some of the the floral patterns, the, the dark green, light green, red, yellow, white colors that represent all the tones of Ecuador and the stained glass. I love that. More stained glass, please. Have you ever been to a, a ward, one of the old wards, back before we did the the pattern set and repeat? I probably have. I think there's a there's a great one in downtown Salt Lake that has a um, a stained glass uh, rendering of the first vision, yeah, which is a couple of those floating around. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's. I mean, I know, right? It's not. That's not the point. The building is not the point. The availability of the building to be able to make covenants. I get it. Everyone who's going to push <laughs> against that, but also, right. but also going to a building that has stained glass and is, you know, has a different feeling to it is also a different feeling that everyone should experience at least once. Yeah. So it's great that um, those saints in Ecuador also have that experience with the stained glass in their temple. They have in this lush room, it's based, it's pretty cool. They have a, a, a elevated ceiling and they have like nine windows up um up there so letting in light symbolism of nine do we think uh, probably not <laughs> no <laughs> nah, just design okay i don't know what do you what would what would nine well be? i don't know nine because they're in the uh in the kirtland temple on either side there's the nine oh uh, the, the, the nine pulpits right mm -hmm. three offices of each uh, uh you know priesthood well, like I said, I think this this design is going in different um, locations as well. The one in Modesto and Yorba Linda. It looks like in those places, they'll just be like one on the four sides. So, okay, okay, yeah. I'm trying to force symbolism, and you're and you're not having it. I'll take it. <laughs> uh, and then finally, we go to Casper, Wyoming. Yeah. So, um, if you've been paying attention to some of the new construction on um, construction methods with temples. The Helena Temple was the first to do this. Now the Casper Temple is the second, but they basically built a foundation and they're shipping in these large uh, modules by truck from Alabama to place on the foundation. So I actually wrote an article about this um, a couple, like a, a little bit more than a year ago now. So it's cool that it's going in Casper. And, and so uh, help me out here. If I'm driving down the freeway from Alabama to Casper, Wyoming, mm -hmm. am I going to get stuck behind a wide load that, you know has a wall of the temple is that is that you, what you could mean? yeah you definitely could interesting 
So like if something gets moldy or rotten, they can take the roof off with a crane and then replace one of the pieces. Bring it down a little <laughs> closer. Lock Maybe. it in almost like Legos. I haven't thought of that. Yeah, it might be easier to renovate the temple. Huh. I love that. Oh, yeah, the east wall's rotten. <laughs> we need a new east wall. Alabama, can you please uh, send a new east wall? That's cool. I don't know if that's exactly how it is, but when I think modular, that's how I sort of think of that. It's interchangeable pieces. Oh, yeah, we got this wall from the Casper, Wyoming temple. Change it. I don't know. Fine. If it's not sure. that way, fine. Yeah. No, I, it's probably a little bit more complex than you're making it. Oh, but. fine. Fine. <laughs> Nothing's ever as simple as I want it to be. Is there uh, any any uh, sort of temple things that you're you're looking forward to that it, it's sort of out there, but we don't have any sort of official things, any sort of scuttlebutt, as it were, uh, that we should be looking forward to in the next couple of weeks as far as temple ticker goes? Yeah, there should be. Uh, I would assume a lot of announcements for um, dedications. I would. I estimate right now that there'll be around twenty dedications next year. Wow. And but there might be a little bit of delay for supply chain stuff. I know I heard a rumor that in Saratoga Springs that maybe the the furniture is on hold. Huh. So, but that temple is basically finished. The temple in Richmond and in Bangkok and in Feather River and in Bentonville and. Brasilia, all those are getting really close to finishing. So I wouldn't be surprised if in the next couple of weeks we see announcements for dedications. And you know, uh, whenever you say Feather River, you have to use it as an expletive. <laughs> Feather River! That's right. Thank you. Okay. Heretofore, a, an expletive Feather River Temple. Uh, just a quick aside, and maybe I'll have you be a part of this conversation because it is temple related. If I can lock this guy down, uh, I met the guy who designs. Uh, the furniture for the celestial room of all of the temples of all the temples wow. that's what that's what he does in his particular furniture shop he does all of them i don't know if he still does all of them because we have you know 300 but he like he has a process of how he prays about it and researches about it and uses the woods from that area and the particular design so like the rest of the temple can be like oh i got that at rc willie or i got that at the you know west elm or whatever but the celestial room itself is particularly designed furniture for that particular temple if i can get him i'll get you to be a part of that conversation as well that'd be pretty cool cool well we hope that this episode has nourished and strengthened your body that if you're not healthy enough to listen this week that you'll be healthy enough to listen next week and that when the time Corey k ward and everyone else comes that you'll be able to travel home in safety in the meantime chris at alpine lakes travel rick mcgee debbie wanless and chocolate cake bites podcast we'll be saving a seat for you on the back row of the cultural, cultural home save me a seat it's sure to be neat on the back row we really gotta go on the cultural hall show